0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by rapodcast.net. This is episode five five. <laughs> it's uh recorded live on Saturday, March twenty fourth, twenty eighteen. And here are your hosts, the man who was patiently waiting for me, Dave Play. Hey. And the man who had another bathroom emergency at work, Andy Lowe. Hi.
1: Didn't didn't you install like the the leak frogs or something like some sort of water sensor?
0: Yes, yes, we did. Which is uh, why when somebody came in today in the afternoon that they heard the sound going off. I see.
1: So it, it just had a, a audio, not a like. Let's text Andy and let him know that something's going on.
0: Yeah. No, we haven't. We haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, plus they didn't uh, realize what was going on. First, they tried to just, you know, call into work, but the studio lines were down because water was leaking onto the phone system and shorting it out. Why? Because somebody, like I said on Facebook, had the brilliant idea of putting the demarcation point where all the phone and internet come into the building right below the men's bathroom. Okay. But like, why was the bathroom flooding? Because once again, there was a problem with the urinal. I'm not sure what happens, but for some odd reason, this has now happened three times since I've been with the company for three and a half years, where somehow the urinal just doesn't shut off. And this is a this is a brand new urinal. I remember because the last flood we had, which was a lot worse, actually flooded down to my office because nobody noticed. Because I guess people don't wash their hands also, which makes me... A little queasy. Yeah, because I guess they just flush the urinal and just leave. And don't think, hey, wait a second, you know, why is the urinal still running? Oops. So, yeah, no, I get a a phone call this morning. Panicked phone phone call. call. Remember a text message going, hey, the phone lines aren't working. And I'm just like, hmm... I mean, it's a radio station. What do you need phone lines for? Well, especially since today was the start of the Over the Garden Fence, which I think has been on the radio for like 60 years, something like that. Yeah. Today was their first day of the show.
1: For your station. Yes. Because they've been on the radio for 60 years.
0: Yes, but I think they've been on KZO for like that whole time. Wait, so how was today their first show? Well, first show of the year, because it's, it's, it's about oh, gardening and lawn stuff. Okay,
1: that, that makes way more sense. Oh, and it's a call-in show. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that, that would be difficult.
0: Yes, to have a call-in show, the first one of the year, not have any and- phones. And not have the phone system yeah.
1: and be like, well, I got a cell phone, but I don't really want to give that number out over the air.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, then, were you able to get the phones up in time?
0: Uh, no. Because it's a Saturday, so uh, the phone system was completely shorted out. So there was nothing I could do here. So we had to wait for the phone company to come and actually, you know, reprogram a new unit with all of our phone numbers. Right. And then bring it in and install it. And it took, let's see, I get, got the first, oh, my phone's in the other room. <laughs> let's see, first, uh, first FYI, office lines are, working studio lines are down at 1041 a.m., and I left uh,
1: 3.30. So you put in quite a bit of time. Yes. Which is I a little ironic. I might go see a movie on Monday. It's a little ironic, because I was planning on going into work after the podcast. I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. I'm probably still going to go into work after the podcast. I just won't spend nearly as much time there as I thought I would.
0: You could have gone in to work during the day.
1: I could have, but I, I didn't know how long this was going to take.
0: Sorry. It, I was trying to keep you updated as much as I was getting updated, yep. but... Yeah, but, like, neither of us knew how long it, so I'm, I'm
1: yeah. not mad. Don't worry. Okay. I'm not upset. Okay. I'm not upset. I can't go into work tomorrow because I'm working at the uh, community event tomorrow. Yay. Pokemon Go Community Day is tomorrow. Oh. So I'm, I'm, I'm working at that. Gotcha.
0: So. So, yes. Yeah. Dave was patiently waiting for me. while I patiently waited for the phone guys to come in with our new phone equipment so we can get it up and running again. Which, uh, when the phone system was finally up and running, I texted the market manager the uh, picture from Jurassic Park. The picture from Jura- Which picture? Where the one, he, he, he's calling Hammond up on the phone saying, Mr. Hammond, the phones are working. Ah. Uh,
1: I know which scene that is.
0: Yep.
1: Isn't that right before he gets eaten by a, a
0: velociraptor? Yeah, where he says, call the damn helicopters. So yeah. So yeah. Good times. Not good good times, times fixing a phone line. Not uh how good, good I, times at all.
1: <laughs> I watched basketball yesterday. And not only did I watch basketball, but I watched two games side by side with the volume from both of them on. Huh. Which was a little weird. And eventually I started, like, muting one and unmuting it and then muting the other and muting one. Like, I'd flip back and forth. But I actually had both games side by side, the, um, the Duke game and the Texas Tech game. And I was pretty pleased with, with the results because yes. I'm now ranked number
0: two in our bracket. With a, was it, 8% chance of winning everything? Yeah, which is not not very high. No. Sorry, 6.8%. Yeah. Which puts you 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6th. 6th on the Wait, list. this is a... I need what to happen now? Uh, you don't actually need anything to happen. You have no, no. must-wins.
1: No, I do, because if you click the how... I have no must-wins, but it, it tells me the how of, like, here you go, here's the way that you can win. Oh, that's, um, that's um, unfortunate. In order for me to win... I have to lose.
0: No, no, you don't. You can still... Okay, let's just... Let's let's run your bracket out the rest of the way. Oh, okay. So we got Michigan, which pains me to put that there. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Duke, and then you have Kansas State and Loyola is the only game that you don't have a dog in the hunt. Right. So, so that one, let's just say Kansas State wins. We submit that, you still win. You're still first. even if Okay, what,
1: feel- if, what if it's not Kansas State? What if it's Loyola, Duke... Villanova and Michigan submit. I'm still first.
0: All right. So if I'm anywhere close, I'm doing pretty good. You get second if it's uh, Michigan and Villanova in the finals.
1: Okay. So I need to be wrong on Villanova.
0: Well, no. I'm saying that you will get second if it's Michigan and Villanova in the championship game. Okay. And then if Villanova wins? If Villanova wins, you get second. And if Michigan wins? Michigan wins, you get first. All right. I don't feel too bad about that. I'm pretty sure I'm at least getting my money back. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, actually, hold on. What's your worst result? 40th, place is 40. So there's a there's a small chance that you won't. A 4.3% a chance for me to get 40th place. Yes.
1: What would need to happen for me? to? I'd have to get everything wrong from here
0: on out. Pretty much. Yes.
1: Right. So if Florida beats Michigan, Kansas beats Duke, Texas Tech... Layola and then it doesn't really matter at that
0: point. <laughs> yeah, because you're out of points. Uh, This still puts me at 7. <laughs> so you need, okay, so you need other things to... What's what's my best result? Doo, 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 doo. Oh, 5th. That's not bad. How can you get 5th? I can get 5th if Villanova and Kansas win, Florida State beats Michigan, and Kansas State beats Florida State, and Villanova still wins the championship.
1: What do I get if that's... Hang on. See, this is why people listen to the show is for the bracketology. That's absolutely. (laughs) That's the thing. That's how
0: you get 40th.
1: That's how I get 40th.
0: Yes. That's how you get 40th.
1: (laughs) Is if you get like fifth.
0: If Dave, you know, wins out. Yep. (laughs) I'm, you know, ridiculous. (laughs) But if I somehow get fifth, Dave is out.
1: Yeah. But but what is what is the likelihood of that bracket? I mean, like, these, well, no, all of these could really reasonably happen. Kansas could definitely beat Loyola. Mm -hmm. Michigan could totally fuck up because it's Michigan. So Florida could win. Kansas over Florida is reasonable. Like, this is a reasonable bracket at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just that no one who is still up near the top has anything close to this bracket. It's not so much that you're banking on your people winning, it's that you're banking on everyone else losing.
0: Well, I still have half the thing is still available. Kansas and Villanova? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. That happens, um, let's see, the Duke and Kansas game is tomorrow. Yep. Today's Loyola, Kansas State, and Florida, Michigan.
0: Yep. And so tomorrow
1: are the ones that really matter.
0: Yep. And then next weekend is next weekend Final Four. Is and yeah. championship. So, what if something like that happens?
1: Wow. So, Andy, with your same bracket, yeah, your your best case, but then uh, have Texas Tech go all the way instead of Villanova. That puts me in seventh. Hmm. That's really what it, it comes down to: whether or not Villanova gets into the end. That's that is my must win. Yeah. But anyway, I feel pretty good about it so far. I just gotta get past Melanie. Someone.
0: Yeah, these people that you never you never look at. What is Kyle at currently, actually? I haven't looked at that. Uh, Kyle did not do so well. Let me hold on. Oh!
1: Kyle's out.
0: Yes, Kyle, Kyle is. Any more points? Ouch. Well, that goal's done. Yep. <laughs> you, you beat Kyle. Yes, yes I did. Now can you score higher than me? that is the real question now. Kate's actually beating me right now as well. I
1: mean that's that's usual though, right? Yeah. Like she usually does better than you do.
0: Yes, yes, she is currently yes doing better than I. I have to go I cuz I added her up on the uh the normal easy points, the 1 2 mm-hmm. 4 8 16 32. But Monahan's points are uh different. It's like 1 2 4 7 11 something. 16. Yeah. One, two, four, seven, eleven, sixteen. Yes, I I kind of like Monaghan's points better because it's you know it's weighted more towards the front end than it is the back end.
1: Yeah. So if you're good at those initial guesses, yes, then you're you're better off in general.
0: Yeah. I wonder what five thirty eight now has for their new champion pick. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Uh... Michigan's currently at a sixteen percent. Villanova is the top at thirty four percent. Yeah.
1: Of course it is.
0: Yep. I mean they they are playing really good. Mm-hmm. Right, so let's get this done before the games start. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, uh, the first the first game tonight is Kansas State versus Loyola, so the one that neither of us actually
1: cares about. Yes. Like neither of us I guess I guess I want Loyola. They've got like who i I want the underdog because I want them to go into the Michigan game uh with less of a chance of winning so i i I want the worst team to win so that when they play against my Michigan team, yeah. Michigan has a better chance of beating them
0: what is the I love how I is... say my
1: Michigan team, even though I have no vested interest- well I guess I' have a vested interest in them winning this year, but i've i like have not contributed to their performance in any way, shape or form
0: granted three number 11 seeds have made it to the final four so far like ever yeah that's the lowest seed to make it to the final four was a number 11 seed okay and a number eight seed was the lowest to make it to a championship game and they actually won wow yeah i mean it's a pretty good
1: spread right it's a one one two three three nine nine
0: (laughs) eleven it's it's like like that's a pretty good spread yeah half the bracket just seems to have just blown up Oh, but anyway, should we? uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Fine. Fine. We can go to topics. I don't know what topics you want to talk about, but we can go to topics.
0: Well, speaking of numbers. Speaking of numbers. Yes. Okay. Uh, The top 100 games on Steam accounted for 15% of the sales revenue last year. Say that one more time. The top 100 games on Steam. Yeah accounted for 50% of the revenue last year. That does not surprise me. Valve generates a record-breaking $4.3 billion in 2017.
1: That surprises me. That's a lot
0: of money. Yeah, and half of that was generated by 100 of the 21,000 games available on Steam.
1: So here's the, the fun fact that I just looked up because I was very curious about this. So how much money did they make in the
0: last year? $4.3 billion. In sales? Do you know how many people work at Steam? Probably like 50. Well, oh, come on,
1: Andy. More than 50, but still not much more. 350-ish. Oh, 350. Probably, Sorry. Probably around 400 people. Okay. But just like put that together,
0: right? <laughs> That's a lot of money. All right. So here's the question for you. Yeah. Did you look at the article yet or no? Nope. Okay. Who do you think the highest earner was on Steam? The highest earner on Steam? Yes. What game like, was the top moneymaker on Steam? Uh, I mean, it's got to be PUBG, right? It is PUBG, yes. 600 million. The, the game where like,
1: what was it like one something million people or t- 10 million people were online at once?
0: Yeah. 28 million people owned the game.
1: Yeah. At
0: $20 a pop? Yeah. Do you know who was in second place? Uh, Fortnite. No, wait, that's console. Yeah. Um, second place,
1: I'm trying to think back to the Steam charts of like what games are at the top of the chart. Uh, Counter-Strike?
0: Yes, with 120 million.
1: And I only say that because Dota is free? Yes. So otherwise it would have been Dota?
0: Yeah, It. The, this does not include microtransactions, DLC, or in-app purchases.
1: Okay, so Counter-Strike? Yep. Hey, I'm doing two for two.
0: Yeah do you want to do you want to tr- keep pressing your luck? Get get the hat trick. Yeah. Ah, uh, Civ six. No, but oh. Civ six was in the top twenty. Damn. All right. What's number three? GTA five. Oh lame. Eighty three million. Steam makes a lot of money. Yes, yes. Which makes me go. Why is Valve even just, you know, talking about even making games? They don't need to.
1: Well, that's why they haven't in like six years.
0: Yeah, because they don't need to.
1: But they want to. They are a game development company, or they were.
0: Now they're a publisher. Yeah, they're an online platform. Yep.
1: But we have seen, we talked about this like last week, there's there's some market disruption going on, right? Yes. Seems. Steam's stranglehold on the market is getting threatened with things like these all access passes. Now that said, all Valve needs to do is turn around and say, Okay, Steam all access pass, two hundred dollars a year. Don't go to me. That's like fifteen bucks a
0: month. Okay, when you say fifteen bucks a, bucks a month, month, that's a bit, you know, that's eighteen it's eighteen bucks a month.
1: Would you pay eighteen dollars a month for access to the entire Steam catalog?
0: Not right now, no. But at some point, <laughs> maybe. A year ago, would you have spent eighteen bucks a month on the entire Steam catalog? Uh, probably not, because I currently have three. <laughs> I actually looked this up the other day, uh, the database. Yeah. For my my With Steam the account. The number of
1: unplayed games and the yeah. cost
0: of it. Number of unplayed games right now is two hundred and ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah, my my face value of my library is like $3,000, but if you take into account sales and everything, it's only like 600 bucks.
1: I'd pay 18 bucks a month for all of Steam. Keep in mind that includes like AAA titles.
0: Yeah, I know. I have, I could actually try out PUBG. Yeah, you could try PUBG, you could have Assassin's
1: Creed. If you played one game a month, you're basically money ahead. Yeah. So, you know, Valve, any time when, when you feel like doing that, that would be good.
0: And how many people would, you know, sign up for that and then, you know. A lot. Not, you know, use it. Yep, yeah. A lot.
1: That's yeah. the answer. What is what is the threshold for you then, Andy? If 18 bucks a month is too much. Well, right now it's time. Okay, so even if they offered it for like a dollar a year, you wouldn't sign up for it.
0: Well, if a dollar a year, I would sign up for it. So we have a threshold
1: somewhere (laughs) between $1 a year and $18 a month.
0: I'd go even as high as $12 a year. So $1 a month. Yes, somewhere between $1 and $18 a month. What about about $10 a month?
1: Uh... But you had to sign up for it in six-month blocks. No. Okay. What if you could do it month by month?
0: I just, I just have too many things already on this list.
1: <laughs> All right. I think we figured it out though. Like it, I, I think it would probably, yeah. I don't know if they'd gain or lose money on it.
0: Well, they this was 4.3 billion. So how much would you have to, what's the, what's the steam? Okay. Okay. So we have 28 million people who just own PUBG.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, let's go, let's go back. Andy, how much did you say was your Steam account worth, like with the sales? With the
0: sales, six hundred bucks. How many years? Thirteen years. So, six hundred. That was a bit surprising when I looked at that number. Yeah, we've been on Steam for a long time.
1: Six hundred bucks in thirteen years, right? Yeah. So that's less than sixty dollars a year. Yep. So they, you, they would make money on you if you signed up at hundred dollars a year.
0: Yes, but I, w- I don't know if I yes, would. Yes, you would. I, yeah, I, $100, like, $100 a year is $8 a month. Yeah. Right? Yes.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hello, Isaac. Hi. So that's, I, I still think that it's something that Valve should look into, because otherwise these other things that are coming around in the market might actually start knocking out this, this lead, like taking out chunks of what they've got.
0: Well, there was even a, uh, the guy who was doing this talk at GDC, mm-hmm. his um, Twitter feed has an image from January that actually shows that the skyrocketing growth of PUBG in China seems to have stopped. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's, it's literally just like, you know, it, it took off and then Tencent picked up the game and then it just plateaued right then. So it's like, okay, are people like waiting for something, you know, or it's is or is that you know is the next year not going to be 4.3 billion because there's no there's no PUBG. yeah we will have
1: to find out i mean yeah so so all the workers at valve just got really nice
0: bonuses i i say this like you know uh but then uh seven of the top 20 games were actually released before 2017
1: (laughs) yep welcome to the gaming industry ladies and gentlemen everything is friggin weird (laughs)
0: Ah ha 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 What are you upset about? Oh. What you upset? Uh what else do we have? Uh uh other, so, other, other Actually ten cent we can actually go can, uh ten cent news. Tencent news? Yes. Okay. Um so we always talk about how Vivendi was not going to try and take over Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Ubisoft, or Vivendi had a 27.3% stake in Ubisoft, and then, you know, once they reached a certain percentage, like, it would have to do a, a takeover bid. Yes. And U- that... Vivendi said, we're not doing it, we're not doing it, we're not doing it. And then they kind of did it? Uh, no, they didn't actually. Oh, Because they have actually sold their entire stake in Ubisoft. Really? Yes. Vivendi has sold 30.5 million shares of the company. The main buyer of the shares was the Giel- Bru- Gielmont brothers, who were the guys who uh, founded Ubisoft.
1: Okay, so they bought that
0: back. Yep. Uh, 8% of Ubisoft, though, has been acquired by two new investors. The okay. Ontario Teachers Pension Plan bought 3.4% <laughs> of the company. Which th- They bought Ubisoft. Yes. <laughs> the Teachers Pension Plan bought stock... In, in a Ubisoft. video game company. In a video game company, yes. Okay. <laughs> and the other purchaser yeah. of 5% of Ubisoft was Tencent. Okay. So <laughs> Ubisoft uh, is back in the hands of the people who founded it. Yep. But also, with Tencent having a 5% stake in Ubisoft, it, if you would have asked me like three years ago who the heck Tencent was... Yeah.
1: Andy, I... I think that the teachers union pension fund is like
0: significantly more interested in this interesting in this than Cent. The Ontario teachers pension plan, 3.4% of the company.
1: That's a lot of a single company for a pension plan. Yes. That is a lot. Like, ah, uh, and this is Vivendi. Vivendi sold. Well, Vivendi the- sold the, the stock. Yes. Weird. That is
0: that is just so bizarre (laughs) teachers union is 66 euros a share good for them and also part of this sale is the fact that vivendi is not allowed to buy a single share of ubisoft for the next five years
1: so in five more years vivendi will will announce that they are purchasing 70% of ubisoft I wonder if this is just a like you know what we don't think you're gonna do good in the next couple years so we're going to unload on your shares but we'll come back later maybe it's just so weird when companies buy companies or even more weird when companies buy shares in other companies they aren't even like buying the company they're buying the shares of the company yep which i guess is how you buy a company
0: so yeah so ubisoft also announced after you know Tencent purchased five percent of them. That they are working a partnership with Tencent to bring their games to the to the Chinese market. Well, that's got to be a boost to their stock. Probably, yes. So yeah, so the Vivendi Ubisoft stuff is finally done for five years.
1: We'll see what happens five years from now. Yes. Uh, more Tencent. More Tencent. Yeah, we have another thing about Tencent in here. The future of graphics. Oh. They're one of the sponsors slash companies being involved in this. Oh, geez. The Siren Real-Time Performance Project. So this is, in in general, with motion capture, you take a video of something and you've got a, a motion capture suit with these little white bulbs on them. Everyone's familiar with that. And it gets thrown into the computer, and then the computer processes and renders, and then the computer spits out another image,
0: right? But this is done, like, hours afterwards. Right. Like,
1: you you mess around with the recording, and you let the computer process it, and it takes some time. Um, Epic Games, along with a number of other companies, both, like, um computer tech companies and movie companies and friggin' Tencent uh designed a real-time motion capture system. That's just crazy. So the ability to uh to to it's it's not just like motion capture. I mean it's it's expression capture, it's mouth capture. It is crossing the uncanny valley and like putting a human into the unreal engine
0: yeah i'm just watching the uh siren real-time performance that's oh that's weird i know it's supposed to break the uncanny valley but it's it's looking really it's getting close yeah like there's still
1: it's it's we're coming i think we so they're talking about how this this is getting close to crossing the uncanny valley and if you look at the graph of the uncanny valley right it's this deep pit that's the whole point of it is it's this valley in the
0: graph and i think this might be on the far side of the valley yeah no we haven't crossed it yet because i'm looking at this you know thing of andy's circus
1: right we haven't crossed it but we are coming back up the other side yes we have crossed the low point of the valley the local minimum as it were
0: just oh man question is, how much are those graphics cards going to (laughs) cost?
1: Well, I I don't know that they're actually going to be graphics cards. Oh, at this point, are we just basically talking? This is going to be stuff that they're selling to, like, media companies. Yeah. Right? This is not a graphics card. This is many graphics cards probably running together.
0: Wow, that is so weird. Yep. Speaking of real time, Google Play Instant. Google Play Instant. Yes.
1: What is Google Play Instant?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. Google Play Instant allows users to try a game without having to download it first.
1: Oh, I, you know what? I saw this. My phone did this for something, and I was really pissed about it because I'm like, I don't want that app. And it basically installed the app
0: without me saying, do this. So I can play Words with Friends 2 without actually having to download it?
1: Well, it, I mean, it does download it. It just doesn't install it. So for me it was it was like Flipboard I think is what the app was where like there was a link to something I clicked on it was it Flipboard or was it no hang on I know what it was I can probably get it to do it again right now if I go and look at the news cool see more click on that thing yeah uh, so like Seeking Alpha which is a, a news app it it like fake installed the app and i was really pissed about it because i'm like no i don't want that i want to read the article but i don't want your goddamn app so we'll see what happens with this new google play instant well no this one's specifically for games okay but andy what's the difference between a game and anything else not much nothing literally nothing so i'm watching you google no matter what, it has to download it. It just might not need to install it.
0: Yeah, I means with the tap, players can try a game without having to download it first. Games available instantly today include Clash Royale, Words with Friends 2, Bubble Witch 3 Saga, and a couple other titles. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about that. Granted, I'm looking at the games on this list and I'm not going to play any of these games, so it doesn't really matter to me. <sighs> Speaking of online gaming... Yeah. The Fair Play Alliance is a fair play alliance yes who and what is the fair play alliance well the fair play alliance is a coalition made up of over 30 different gaming companies including riot blizzard twitch ccp and epic that aims to share research and lessons learned around gaming communities in the hope of cutting down on disruptive behavior (laughs) cutting down on disruptive behavior so
1: it's it's like an anti-toxic community alliance
0: yes oh they're cute That's adorable. Um, What are they going to do? As an industry and a society online, we're trying to find our way. Having, uh, hold on, this stupid web page is loading stuff as I'm trying to read it, and so it's bouncing all over the place. thought I had ad blockers on. What the hell? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Having to be a company that steps out and says, we're going to be the ones to do this is kind of scary. This is an opportunity for all of us to say, what if we walk together as an industry to fix things? they ha- they hosted a day log summit at GDC this week in a series of talks they talked about you know player reporting systems and that sort of thing <laughs> beyond the GDC summit plans for the fair play alliance are still unclear yeah no shit <laughs> like uh we don't know what we're going to do with this
1: but we want to do something like
0: goddamn it guys isn't that just what the esa is well no the esa is all about the uh oh the industry
1: oh, oh. Oh oh wait 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 riot blitz twitch CCP epic. I'm wondering No, never mind. Never mind. Not wondering anymore. I was wondering if maybe this was this had anything to do with like the IOC, but this is about the communities, not about the games. Yeah. Create a consistent set of behavior standards. <laughs> My god.
0: How, as developers we can create a more welcoming and inclusive inclusive atmosphere in online games yeah good luck with that no i'm seriously i'm gonna say good luck with that i mean it would be great yes but but seriously good luck with that what else we got here game wise oh ea is working on an ai that is actually capable of teaching itself to play battlefield one what 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 why yeah
1: Battlefield 1?
0: Yes, Battlefield 1.
1: Do they not recognize the the implications of creating an AI that can move virtual soldiers around and play a combat game? SkyNet. <laughs> kind of... I mean, look, you know, like that you know, this sounds like a great idea, Andy. In fact, I kind of want them to team up with Boston Dynamics <laughs> and they can they can make a bunch of robots and play Battlefield 1. In some sort of little enclosed space.
0: Doesn't that sound like a great idea? Well, don't worry right now. Um, even after roughly 300 days of total gameplay experience, the AI was unable to devise or execute any strategies and would sometimes find itself stuck running in circles.
1: Well, then your
0: data scientists are shit. <laughs> it is smart enough, though, to adapt its behavior based on certain triggers such as health and ammunition, though.
1: Yeah, I could probably program an AI to do that myself.
0: It's low on health, run away. Right, like go find health. Granted, this has this is an AI that's learned it uh it's taught itself from scratch how to play Battlefield One, so
1: Okay, well there is that. Neural networking and all that. Yeah.
0: Oh man, this everyone, everyone's getting into neural networking. <laughs> the short term objective with this project has been to help the DICE team scale up its quality assurance and testing. So wait, they wanna they wanna use these for QA? QA I, AI QA. I mean, I guess
1: you could try and automate QA with an AI, but the whole point of it
0: is QA finding things that people wouldn't normally find. Yeah. Right? Trying to do things that people normally wouldn't do. If you've got an AI that's programmed,
1: could you program an AI to search for bugs in a game? How would it recognize anomalies?
0: I don't know, but now this makes me want to go read the trenches again
1: the trenches oh the the, tre-
0: the, comic? the comic yeah
1: i did not like it i was I, I was not a fan of the trenches which is a shame like i like all the people involved in it i like scott kurtz yeah. i like Gabe and Tycho, but like i did not like the trenches
0: oh sorry now i'm just i gotta close that window were you reading the trenches yes please don't yeah uh atari renamed their atari box Atari renamed their Atari box. Yes, you know that Atari box that we had no idea what really it was supposed to do? Kinda.
1: What? They they were just... Right. Okay, yep. So what are they calling it?
0: They're calling it the Atari VCS. Which stands for... They haven't said. Just the VCS. Yes, they're calling it the Atari VCS.
1: Wasn't that what the original Atari was? No. <laughs> Are you sure? No? Okay, so Atari shows non-functional VCS prototype. Um, hey, guys, if you're going to a convention, your prototype should probably work.
0: Well, what we do know is that they promise that the VCS will retail for around $300. <laughs>
1: it's, that's about the same as any other, right? Yeah. That's what we'll the Switch
0: both, retails for. We'll play both classic Atari games as well as modern content. That the pre-orders for the console will begin in April 2018.
1: Oh man, I can't wait to spend my afternoons playing Asteroids.
0: Uh, Wouldn't wouldn't that be so awesome, Andy? I could do that now. What? Yeah, by spending, what was it, 40 bucks for the Atari retro thing?
1: Nah, That's, that's not the same as buying a $300 box. That doesn't evidently work.
0: Yeah, Atari Flashback 7, $40 on Amazon. What? Nah. So, yeah, no, Atari wants us to pre-order this console that we know absolutely nothing about. Just
1: based on their name, basically.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: But, like, the Atari name isn't Atari. It's not even owned by the same people anymore. Like, it's not even owned by the same people who bought it from the first people anymore, right? Sure. So why <laughs> I don't know. I, I am so lost and confused on this. Oh my God, why?
0: I don't know. you want who to know someone owns more confusing? Atari
1: Wait, who does own Atari?
0: I think Atari owns Atari.
1: I don't think Atari's owned Atari since like the 90s
0: I-E-S-A, the info Infogrames Entertainment. Okay, so Infogrames
1: Now has the name of Atari?
0: Yes, they are the ones who well, in 2008 they completed. Acquisition of Atari's outstanding stock, making it a wholly owned subsidiary. Oh. Right, Infogrames. Infogrames.
1: Except the, even Infogrames has has like changed owners several well, times.
0: Well, Infogrames renamed itself to Atari, SA in two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Huh. Why does Infogrames sound familiar? Because they used to be an awesome game developer. Ah. And then they
1: probably got bought by somebody, and they made a, a game. Well, they went through bankruptcy, uh, but they made a game, uh, Metal Fatigue, I think was Infogrames. That was a fantastic game that went nowhere. Yeah, you can't even find it on the internet anymore. Like it's just there aren't links to it because it only finds Metal Fatigue, like the actual thing. Oh, hey, here's Metal Fatigue. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Psygnosis and Talonsoft. So what did Infogrames make? They bought Cryptic. They bought Accolade. Namkai Bando. Namkai Bando, wow. Namco Bandai bought them and then gave it back?
0: They bought Hasbro. Wait, is Hasbro owned by... No. Hasbro Interactive. Okay. A company okay. known for making PC versions of the Hasbro games. All right. Yeah.
1: So they own a lot of things. If you're, if you're on the Wikipedia, if you scroll down, there's the former subsidiaries.
0: Okay. So the article from 2008, Top 10 Infogrames Games. Yeah. Wacky Races, Draken, Looney Tunes, Carrot Crazy, Unreal Tournament, Test Drive Unlimited, Enter the Matrix, because that went somewhere.
1: All of these did.
0: Civ 3. Okay. <laughs> Take-Two bought it and released the <laughs> Civ 4 in 2005. Yeah. Neverwinter Nights and Alone in the Dark. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm? No, it's just hmm. a hmm. Hmm. Uh, so Apple's having an event on the 27th. Uh-oh. Is it that time already? Uh, well, no, because they didn't have a key, uh, March keynote last year. Okay. And this year... It's the Apple field trip, because it's actually taking place in Chicago. What? Well, don't worry about not having to watch it, because it will not be live-streamed. Oh, wait, what? There will, will be no live-stream for the March 27th education-focused event set, t- set to take place at Lane Tech High School in Chicago.
1: Weird. Huh. My mind is processing. I'm, I'm going through and trying to think, like, what, what could they be announcing at a high school,
0: yes, uh, according to Engadget, this is what they're thinking. Cheaper new iPads, uh, okay. Apple Pencil news, and class kit.
1: How about Apple is going to give most of its money to inner city teaching? That would be good so that we can hire quality teachers and provide them with good equipment.
0: What Pay teachers a livable wage? Nah, that's silly. Oh pfft. You could do that. Uh, anything you want to get? Oh, <laughs> I really got, I got to hit this topic. Yeah, go for it. So, Michigan auditors conducted a fake phishing attack on 5,000 randomly selected state employees. Okay? Okay. So, this is the Michigan Office of the Auditor General. About sent,
1: state employees.
0: Yeah, picked 5,000 randomly selected state employees and sent them a fake phishing email.
1: So, like a, a test fish, a test fish, right? Yes.
0: Do I want to know? Oh, my God. One third. Okay. No, one third. Open the email.
1: Okay. I mean, open the email or open the link to the email.
0: Uh, Well, 25% clicked on the link and 20% entered their user ID and password.
1: I'm really hoping that was like one third opened it and 25% of that third clicked the link. Nope. And 20% of that quarter of that third entered their email address. Nope. And their password.
0: Nope, 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 nope.
1: nope. It, it was literally one-fifth of our, well, your government employees... Yep. ...entered their information into a phishing email.
0: Yep, 1,000 out of the 5,000 randomly selected state employees entered their user ID and password. The topic of said email was about an expired password. Are you banging your head against the desk?
1: Nope. Not my head. Just my hand. Why? Why are they so... What? That's like... I. So we actually do something similar at work. And it, it's actually disturbing and disgusting there, too. I, I'm not going to go into details. Um, I, I did get one of those emails from our, our security guys, from our tech guys at work once, though. And... I I started digging into it a little bit and like I brought the link out of the email and pasted it into a a text doc so that I could look around and like, huh, this is really weird because it's got this string of of characters at the end. And I looked at it like that's a base 64 encoding of something. And I went and looked, it was a base 64 encoding of my employee ID. And so I realized that was how they were tracking who clicked on it and might have, Changed the base sixty four encoding to be something else.
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't. I didn't. I thought I thought long and hard about changing it to be like the CEO's business ID, uh employee ID and being like, ah ha ha. ha. Or the head of security be like,
0: ah ha ha. ha. Or just changed it to like one three three seven. Try harder, guys. <laughs> Q
1: Q. So I didn't, I didn't I actually checked with my manager. I'm like, I kind of want to do this. He said, don't do that. I go, okay, I won't do that.
0: Yes, I am. Um, I hate to say it, but I'm actually like glad whenever I get an email from the head of our IT department for the company saying, yeah, we've had another break in, you know, another thing there, you know, yep. watch your email. Blah, blah. And I'm part of me is going, it's not me. Yay. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's not one of my markets.
1: Yay.
0: Because
1: <laughs> you're responsible for
0: that. Yep. Oh, Andy. It, yeah. Part of me feels like, you know, sad for whoever's market that was. Right. But part but of me is like, like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me this time. Yay. Oh, God. Really? One out of
1: five. One fifth. One fifth. Put in their username and and password.
0: Oh, one fifth. Um,
1: NASA is asking for people's help. If you've ever wanted to contribute to NASA, now is the time. Uh, March fifteenth through April fifteenth, so you've got like two weeks left. They they are testing their Globe Observation Program, which is a a bunch of satellites to to map uh, clouds and cloud movement. And they want you to take pictures of the sky and <laughs> upload them so that they can check the readings of the satellite versus the readings
0: of, like, people on the ground. So they want us to go outside and take pictures of clouds. Yep. Huh. I wonder if they've talked to the weather guys for ham radio. I'm sure they have. All right. So I have to download this app to my phone. Yep. And then take pictures of the sky. Get it on Google Play, please. Thank you. Install. All right. Well, Andy's going to do that. Um, well, gives me a reason to actually, you know, go outside. What is the Google News Initiative? Google wants to f- battle fake
1: news. Well, you've known that for a year and a half. Yes. Fake news, man. Fake news. What about it?
0: Um, well, they plan on investing $300 million over the next three years to have three specific goals. Highlight accurate journalism while fighting misinformation, particularly during breaking news events. Help news sites continue to grow from a business perspective and create new tools to help journalists do their jobs. According to Google, the company is working to train its system to be better at recognizing contentious breaking news and adjust towards displaying more accurate results. So uh, what they also want to do, which is most likely where they're going to be throwing most of their money, is launching a program called Subscribe with Google. That will make it easier for people to subscribe to online news sites like the New York Times or Financial Times. Okay. Oh, Users will be able to subscribe directly from news pages using their existing payment information from their Google account.
1: Ah. So you still have to, like, you know, buy it. Yes.
0: Okay. And then the, the tools that they're using are helping with VPNs and, uh you know... Uh, open platform story stuff. It's teaming up news organizations like First Draft to launch a new Disinfo Lab to combat fake news during elections and breaking news. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Working with Stanford to launch a new program called MediaWise for younger readers to improve digital media literacy. It also mentions that it's working to better identify what it calls synthetic media or content that has been algorithmically modified. Hmm. That's an Internet 2.0 word salad. <laughs> so, yes, that is uh, that's that's Google's 300 million. Let's not screw this up again, please. We, we
1: can't take another one like the last
0: one. So, Dave, here's a question for you. Yeah. Final topic. Answer for you. Name a oh. woman, a famous woman leader in tech, a famous woman
1: leader in tech. Yes. How are you defining famous? And I'm, yes, this may be a stall
0: tactic. <laughs> well, uh, a new study from LivePerson. No, 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 no. I Wait a minute. You can't just keep going like I'm, that. I'm I'm, what well, I'm telling you is the new study from LivePerson asked a representative sample of a thousand Americans whether they could name a famous woman leader in tech. Okay. Only 8.3% said they could,
1: right? Oh, I mean, how far back do you want to go? Because like Ada Lovelace,
0: uh, Grace Hopper. Uh any uh any high profile women in tech leadership roles like along the same lines as Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg. Marissa Meyer? That's the same one that I had. Judy and Faulkner? Unfortunately, she's famous for Screwing. sucking yep, at her yep. job.
1: Uh Judy Faulkner?
0: Go and Google it. Judy Faulkner? You know, just like one
1: of the richest self-made women in the world.
0: Okay, that's unfair. That's your CEO. <laughs> i also work for her (laughs) that's unfair
1: 3.5 billion (laughs) dollars
0: right so um people who don't have i'd I'd like to point out i gave you four names yes uh so fun fact of the 8.3 percent who said they could name a famous woman tech leader yeah only 4% actually could. Oh. And a quarter of those 8.3% responded with the names Siri or Alexa.
1: Oh. Those are not real people. No. Um yeah. Okay, so there's a problem, right? There's this yes. definite imbalance. So what are we going to do about it?
0: I don't know. Most respondents correctly identified that the default gender of voice assistance was female. Not even half have ever thought about why that might be the case.
1: Because you're more likely to listen to it.
0: God, that's... that's, Yeah, my my GPS default was female. Mm Mm-hmm. My Nike default was female. Oh, that's where my phone went to. Sorry, my phone... I thought my phone was over here. Isaac had knocked it off my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, that's an interesting thing on there also. Uh, Majority of Americans said they would trust big tech more if the companies had women leaders. Hmm. All right, then. But yeah, (laughs) half of the respondents who said that they could, Alexa and Siri. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Thank you for playing. Try again. So, random review? Sure. All right. It is your week, Dave. Oh, oh, um, sh- um, shoot. Uh, so I've got a game. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mr. It's- Dumas. D- what? Oh, it's a, it's an old joke about, you know, the name Dumas? was Dumas, but they kept on pronouncing it dumbass. Oh, it's, it's Dimoné. So wait, what's, what's this game? Can't, so... Atomus,
1: Atomus, Atomus. I'm going with Atomus. A T O M A S. And it is uh, a almost like a puzzle ish game. It's really hard to describe what what genre. I guess almost puzzle. Uh, it, it's you know what? It's in the same vein as uh, Threes or Twenty Forty Eight, right? It's about like placing things and combining them. Okay. So you get this circular field, and in the center, uh, a number appears. One, two, three, right? Numbers show up. And then you place that number in the field. And if you put two of the same number next to each other, and you get a special plus thing, you can combine them. So if I have two ones next to each other, and I toss a plus between them, because they're the same, they combine, it becomes a two. Okay. Okay. Now to add a little bit of extra like aha ah, ha this is kind of clever it's not just the number but it's the element so it's hydrogen helium lithium uh beryllium boron carbon oxygen nitrogen so you can kind of be like no i'm totally doing this to learn as i go along No you're not I'm totally not um but that's that's it. Like that is the game. Now the thing is there's a limited number of slots on the field. So as you keep adding more, right? Right now I have a uh, a 4, a 7, a 3 and a plus on the field and they're in a circle. So you can put the new thing between any two of them. But eventually you start running out of space. And if you're not careful, you fill up the board and that's when you lose.
0: What's this uh minus? That you get... The, the little blue one?
1: Yeah. That's when you want to take something from the edge of the board and either reposition it, or you can turn it into a plus. Ah. Oh. Which is super useful.
0: Yes, I could see that.
1: So, this is the game that I took with me to Melbourne, to just kind of like, I needed something to waste time on. And it worked out fairly well for that. You know, it takes progressively longer and longer to get higher and higher because you... Uh, to get like the ninth element, you need to combine two eights, and to get two eights, you need to combine four sevens, and so you need eight sixes, and it's like it just keeps growing. So it takes a long time to get up to like the twenties and thirties, which is as far as I've gotten. Gotcha. Uh, it's free.
0: I see that. I like I it. Currently, it's downloading
1: good. it as we speak. Uh, as you as you get higher and higher, uh, you unlock certain upgrades and yeah like it's just a it's a clever little game not very difficult doesn't take very long it's one of those games you can just pick up and put back down
0: oh good they have a tutorial yep okay well we'll take a look at that later okay but it's available on iphone and android and it's free yep free is good yeah free is good random topic topic random topic rolled ahead of time wealthiest person that you can call right now who will answer their phone and talk to you. Do they have to have the money right
1: now or like we know that they're going to have the money in the near future?
0: Where are you going with this?
1: I I know someone personally who is involved or or will shortly be involved in litigation uh and is expecting a a like many
0: millions of dollars settlement. <laughs> Well, it says you can call right now. I can call him right now. Yes, but he does not have the money. Okay,
1: in that case, right um, there's a couple people at work who have been with the company like long enough that it was back when the company was giving out stock. Ooh. Um, I have their numbers. I could, I could give them a
0: call. Hold on. Let me... Fair... Fairfield... Broadcasting... Price agreed to sell four of its radio stations here. we. Nope, that's the wrong Fairfield Broadcasting. Fairfield Communications,
1: maybe? I guess I could also answer with my previous answer of Judy Faulkner. I could probably get her on the phone. I don't know that she'd be very happy with me, but I could probably do that.
0: Fairfield Broadcasting? I mean, Gabe answers his email, right? Gabe Newell. Yep. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the stations... Sold to Midwest Communications in 2006. Fairfield Broadcasting sold four stations to Midwest Communications for 13 million. And I know the man who owned Fairfield, Mr. Stephen Trivers. Okay. So he was paid 13 million. Okay. So you know a 13 millionaire? Well, probably about half of that because he was co owners of the company. Ah, So a, a six millionaire. Yes. Okay which I could call up on the phone. Yeah. Yes. Did you even hear what I was saying while you were looking that up? That you could call your boss and she'd be very upset? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I can I can multitask. I know humans <laughs> technically can't multitask. Uh humans can multitask
1: actually. I'm we can get into this discussion if you want. I'm very upset at people who say humans can't multitask. Do you know how I know that humans can multitask? What? I- You're breathing. You are thinking about this, you are talking about this, you are listening to me, and you are breathing. You are absolutely multitasking. What humans can't do very well is task switch. What the heck is the difference between task
0: multitasking and task switching? Multitasking is doing
1: more than one thing at once. That's simple. Andy, if I told you to clap your hands continuously and go walk around your house, could you do that? Yes. That is multitasking. Would you even have to really think about it? No. That's multitasking. Task switching okay. is if I said, Andy, I want you to sing one note of each of these two songs alternate like alternating between the two songs. Oh, Mary Had a Little Lamb and Row, Row, Row Your Boat. That would be task switching. That is a significantly harder thing. It's the same part of your brain doing two things, right? Yeah. And it would be really, really difficult. However, we can cope with that. If I asked you to sing each of those songs note by note, switching between them, that's really, really hard. What if I said do it by verse? Oh, that'd be easy. Right, because that's completing a task and breaking it down into a manageable chunk. Yes. Alternatively, if I gave you time to practice and gave you sheet music that had both Row, Row, Row Your Boat and Mary Had a Little Lamb, and you could just practice that and memorize it, you would sing that one thing that is no longer task switching.
0: Because it's one task at that point. Right.
1: Right. So I get very angry with people who are like Oh no, humans can't multitask Study after study shows Like, bullshit Study after study shows humans can't task switch We absolutely
0: can multitask Yes, I am now currently looking at An American Psychological Association Research paper which shows Multitasking and switching costs Mhm. Multitasking is fine Don't tell yeah. me I can't multitask I can listen to music while I work That's multitasking Yeah, throwing in a load of laundry while talking on a friend will probably work out all right, but losing just half a second of time to tasks which can make a life or death difference for a driver on a cell phone traveling at 30 miles per hour. Yes. Because
1: that's not multitasking, that's shifting your focus away from the road. Yes.
0: Which unfortunately happens a lot more often to people now. Yes. All right, that's everything. Ending on a rant. Ah. All right. That's a wrap.